This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you who I've met in person have seen my unbelievable dashboards that I built. You know, I'm an analytics-like crazy person. I love the data. And I love presenting the data in beautiful dashboards that my team can use on their mobile devices, their phones, and TVs throughout the office. Now, the way I do this without having to hire a big development team is at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. It's using a company called Clipfolio, and I'll tell you more later on in the show how I use them. It's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This is episode 644. Coming up tomorrow morning, you learn from Kenny Ewan of WeFarm, helping 140,000 off-grid farmers learn faster. He's raised $1.7 million and 90% of his users are still active after three months, which is an incredible number. See how he drives that kind of engagement tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Good morning, everybody. Our guest this morning is Tyler Tate. He is the CEO of Crema.co, the coffee marketplace. Previously, he was founder at Twig Kit, which was enterprise search software, and was the first design lead at Nutshell, which is a SaaS CRM platform. In each case, he used product strategy, design thinking, and agile software development to play his part in envisioning, designing, and building products from the ground up. He's also co-author of the book, Designing the Search Experience, which Morgan Coffin published in 2013. He's spoken on the topic at numerous uh, conferences. While at TwigKit, he consulted for organizations such as the Financial Times, Thomson Reuters, Qualcomm, Vodafone, ITV, Rolls-Royce, BASF, and Jomalto, helping them design search-driven applications. He's originally from Alabama, went to the University of Kentucky, spent seven years in the United Kingdom, lived in Seattle, and currently resides in the San Francisco Bay Area. Tyler, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So you go from software to a coffee company. How'd that happen? So here's the thing, right? So um, my last company, TwigKit, uh, enterprise software. So we were we were selling an expensive software product to large companies. And uh, you know what? It was, it was a great experience. I learned a ton of things doing it. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I also learned something about myself, and that was that you know I would really uh, rather be doing something that is more marketing driven rather than sales driven, and something that's uh, more consumer oriented rather than um, enterprise. So uh, for me, it was just kind of a personal realization that hey, I would probably really enjoy doing something B two C. Interesting. And what um, what was your role at Nutshell? Were you one of the founders or just an, an engineer on the team? So at Nutshell, I was, uh, I guess, the first design hire. So there was a, a group of uh, three founders, um, a CTO, uh, and then um, uh, uh, they brought me on as, uh, as the lead designer. And so uh, the great thing, the fun thing there was that uh, I was able to come in sort of at the inception of the company and work with the CEO, CTO, and, and the other people to really uh, build something from the ground up, which was a lot of fun. Now, did you have equity in that business as part of the deal? 
Um, as an early employee, I did have uh, some equity in the business. Yeah. And it's still going. I mean, I don't think they've been bought, right? Uh, no, they haven't. But uh, they've they've grown substantially in the what five five or six years since uh, since I was there, uh, and uh, seem to, seem to be having uh, quite a healthy business, from what I understand. I'm digging into your financial history because one of the big questions that entrepreneurs always ask or they're interested in is how do those entrepreneurs fund the business they're currently working on? How did you fund Crema? Yeah, so um, I I've only put a little bit of money into Crema. What's itself. a little bit? Uh, so uh, I think around fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. Right? So um, uh, now what what I have self funded is my own salary for um, actually a little north of two years uh, was coming from mostly the proceeds from the the previous startups that I've been involved with. And um, proceeds in terms of you were just really good at saving your salary, or did you get some kind of small exits in those? Um, so in in each case. Uh, I ended up selling uh, some of my equity back to the company. Got it. Okay, good. Yeah. And there was a okay. there was a delta between the exercise price and the price at which you sold, and that delta is what you pocketed. Right. Absolutely. Because you know, in both cases, uh, I was part of you know these startups from very close to the beginning, and so yeah, you're you know you're you're usually getting your options at uh, uh, just a notional value at that point. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So so walk me through uh, Crema. What year did you launch it in? So um, I started working on Crema. Uh, let's see, I've got a. We've just iterated our years now. Um, so I started working on Crema. Basically, what do you mean? Iter- what do you mean iterated your years? We're we're no, we're no longer in 2016. We're in 2007. Oh. So my mental math. <laughs> That's how I know the- you're from the valley. When you talk about a new year in terms of iterating years instead of oh a new year. <laughs> That, that's how my brain works, at least. So yeah, so so I started working on Crema at the beginning of 2015. Um, we ended up doing a, a Kickstarter campaign that spring, um, raised about twenty five thousand uh, dollars through that, um, and then um, around the same time we closed some uh, some angel money. How much? Uh, so we got in a, a couple. Of, uh, let's see. Well, so to date, we've raised three hundred and twenty-five thousand, and one hundred and fifty of that came from five hundred startups, which we're participating in now. So, um, uh, so yeah, the backing it out around one hundred and seventy-five. Although that came in a, a couple different chunks. Got it. Very cool. And um, that, did you do the standard deal with five hundred? They take five uh, percent for one hundred twenty-five k, one hundred fifty k. Yeah, I think they've uh, they've just. Um, uh, tweaked to their offer a little bit as well. And so it's, it's now yeah, 150K for 6%. And so, yeah, we took that standard deal. Got it. Okay. So uh, first off, you do beautiful design. Like in the research I've done, the, the Kickstarter campaign is beautifully designed. It looks gorgeous. You had 351 backers back and pledged 25,327 bucks. The Crema website looks beautiful. Walk me through how you, how you generate revenue. How, how are you doing it? Direct to consumer? Are you, are you licensing? What's the deal? Right. So, uh, so Crema is a marketplace uh, for coffee drinkers to subscribe to roasted-to-order beans from specialty roasters, whether that's Ritual here in San Francisco or Toby's Estate in New York. And the way that we make money is we charge a or we take a platform fee uh, on every order. So uh, let's say, uh, so, yeah. So let's say that you buy an eighteen-dollar bag of coffee on Crema. Um, we take a platform fee of nine dollars, uh, and then the other nine dollars goes directly to the roaster. Now, 
Um, this is uh, the price that you pay is about the retail price of the coffee. The price that the roaster gets is usually a little above their typical wholesale price. And then what's great from a customer perspective is when you're paying that $18, uh, the, the shipping, shipping and handling, all the other fees are already included in that. So you see an $18, $18 price tag, you're paying $18. And then from our $9 platform fee, we then absorb all those costs of postage, credit card processing, box, things like that. Okay, so, uh, so okay, let me just define a few of these things. So you have a seller and a buyer. In your case, the seller would be, I'm gonna actually pick a real one so we can have a real conversation. The seller would be Tinker Coffee Company, which is on your platform. And the and the buyer would be a consumer, and me, for example, right? Correct. Okay, so for Tinker Coffee Company, I'm on their profile on your site, and I see the the Guatemala Santa Isabel for nutmeg and cola. It's twenty dollars for twelve ounces. So I I go ahead and buy this. I add it to my brew list. I buy it. Of the twenty bucks, you're saying nine dollars will go directly to you. That's a flat fee, no matter the order size. Correct. Okay, and then eleven bucks will go back to Tinker or back to the Guatemala farm. Right. So, uh, so it goes to Tinker, uh, and then uh, the roaster. So Tinker, in this case, uh, is then going out and importing coffees from you know the, the beans themselves from growers, uh, you know, in Central America, East Africa, etc. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. Interesting. So, so there's almost like two threads here, right? The, the roaster, and then where they source the beans from, and and the roasters can kind of tell the story of where they roast the beans from inside of Crema and their profile. That's correct. Yeah. So you're picking up on, on the fact that uh, we have a, a sort of single origin emphasis at Crema and uh, we do a lot of storytelling around each coffee. So for, for a, a given coffee, we will usually have a picture like of the grower or of the farm, a couple of paragraphs um, sort of about, uh, you know, that, that coffee grower's story. Um, we'll tell you what's interesting about the region that it came from. And yes, a lot of that content is a sort of co-production that we do with the roaster. Um, so obviously, we we ask the roaster for a lot of information. Looks beautiful, each by coffee. the way. Thank you. Yeah, and then we actually have uh, we actually have a storytelling team, which will then take that information and do kind of a um, you know a, a journalistic write up and you know craft that story uh, in a way that you'll only find on Crema. How many team members do you have to date? So it's uh, it's myself and my co-founder Emily McIntyre are the the two sort of full time right now, and then we have four part time folks helping us out with uh, customer support, content like I mentioned, um, coffee quality control, things like that. Okay, got it. And uh, walk me through some of the metrics kind of of the marketplace. So how many coffee uh, roasters are on your platform? Yeah, so uh, right now we have around fifteen roasters okay. and uh, probably a total of around. 60 coffees, uh, and that, that's, uh, those tend to rotate uh, fairly regularly. So, um, you know, old ones go off, new ones come on um, every month. Um, and yeah, in terms of uh, customers, uh, so last month um, we had around 750 customers, spent around $17,000 on our platform. Um, and uh, we, we certainly Jan still January, feel like it's- In January, that's correct, yeah, yeah. Yep. But we really feel like we're just getting started as a company. Uh, and, uh, you know, the last couple of months, we've been growing 28% month over month. And we're, we're targeting something like 10x growth over the next year. So, and what, um, in terms of, realized, when you, 
real quick, Tyler, Tyler, sorry to cut you off. When you're measuring growth like that, are you measuring number of number of coffee roasters you're getting on the platform, number of sales, or just quantity of buyers using the platform? Um, yeah, so uh, we tend to look at uh, our GMV and revenue in particular. So GMV, gross merchandise volume, that's the, you know, when you spend $18 on Crema, $18, this is the GMV for that transaction. So we tend to look at GMV and revenue as well as uh, the number of customers that were the number of new subscribers that were adding to the platform. Yep. And those th- those three numbers tend to move, you know, in line with each other. And so what uh, how many unique buyers since you've been doing this have processed at least one order through the platform? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, Do you care about that? Uh, you Is know, that number I, you have? I don't, I don't look at I don't look at that stat very regularly. So you know, it's it's uh, it's north of of one thousand, probably fewer than two thousand still. Got it. Very cool. So call it fifteen uh, sellers or roasters at any given time. About fourteen hundred, maybe fifteen hundred folks that have bought it over their lifetime, but more important is kind of the run rate or the growth rate. So in January 2017, 17,000 in GMV, that's gross merchandise value through the platform from 750 buyers for an average cart value of about 23 bucks. Is that right? Uh, uh, so, well, so um, uh, the, the one factor that, that's uh, not considered in that equation is the number of times that a customer buys per month. And on our, plat- on our platform, uh, that is consistently around 1.7 purchases per month per customer. Got it. Okay, so I would need to double. So pr- uh, average order value is almost double that. Call it call it 45 bucks. Um, no, so the, the so r- right, right, right. <laughs> so uh, so our copies range from around like 16 to like 20 bucks. So the average is going to be, you know around like the $17, mark uh, yeah. for, a, for a typical purchase. And then um, what's one thing that I think you may have been thinking about there is uh, each of the orders, each of the, the bags of coffee, coffee is shipped uh, individually. So when I say 1.7 orders per month, they're not getting sort of two or three bags at a time. It's they're getting, you know, a new bag of coffee every like two, two or three weeks. When you say 750, though, buyers are the, those are like if I bought twice, do you count me two times in the 750 or just once? Uh, just once. OK, got it. But so when I take 17,000 divided by 750, that means that like on average, they're spending in, in that given month, 23 bucks for you. You're saying, yeah, Nathan, that could be With between one or two sure. orders. Correct. But yes, that, that's correct. They're spending about you know, $22, $23 per month with us. Got it. Got it. Very cool. And so how are you growing this? How are you finding new people? How are you signing up new customers? Yeah. So um, I alluded or I mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation that we're, we're currently participating in 500 startups. Uh, we started that program in October. Um, prior to that, uh, our growth had been primarily like organic. You know, I mentioned we, we did this Kickstarter campaign, so we had a couple hundred people joining our platform for that. And then kind of word of mouth, uh, we were starting to sow the seeds on things like content marketing and SEO. Um, but really, uh, it was when we joined 500 that we really started focusing on paid acquisition in particular. Um, and that's really what's been driving our growth uh, the, last, the last few months. And so for us, uh, paid acquisition is primarily uh, face, Facebook newsfeed. How much per month are you spending on average on Facebook newsfeed? 
so I think we spent like uh, five, maybe five thousand dollars last month. And and how many new buyers did that drive you? Uh, so we're. Did I lose you, Tyler? Uh, that we're seeing are that uh, it costs us around five dollars to get someone to create an account on Crema, yeah. um, and then it's costing between uh, twenty and twenty-five dollars to um, to convert them to a, a first-time subscriber. Got it. Got it. So on on a five thousand dollars spend, you'll get approximately a thousand kind of new signups, and then about two hundred of those will actually buy something. That's right. Yeah, Erica, that's actually a damn good ratio. Uh, you know, uh, so we we've we were doing numerous experiments in October and uh, in November, uh, and then in December it just kind of. Uh, I mean, we were seeing uh, uh, you know single digit multiples in terms of uh, the the efficiency improvement on our Facebook ads. Yeah, that's. Uh, did you do anything in particular like to tweak those? You know, we, we tried, yeah, yeah. So um, we tried a lot of things. Uh, uh, one thing that we tried was um, having sort of a, a, a three or four question survey that asks you about your coffee drinking preferences um, and then, you know, uh, provides a, a few recommendations of coffees for you to start out on. Um, that was, that performed sort of in line with, with what we had before, which was just pick a coffee that you'd like to try first. Um, and then what was really a, a breakthrough for us is we started offering a sampler pack to new customers so that you can try four different coffees from four different specialty roasters uh, that sort of run, ran the gamut of different styles of coffee. So uh, everything from the, the you know, really light roasts to really dark, to darker roasts. Um, and uh, the, the way that we crafted that offer um, was was really what I think resonated with um, uh, with with the Facebook audience. Like I told you guys at the top of this episode, I have amazing data, and you guys know from my interview style, I love data. But what I love more than data is making it actionable via beautiful dashboards that I can view on my phone on my TVs in my living room or even on my laptop as I'm traveling. And the company that I use to create these dashboards, which pulls in data from my Libsyn backend, my Google Analytics backend, Salesforce, and other data sources is called Clipfolio. You can see an example executive dashboard or my social media command center or my web metrics dashboard at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. And you can try it there for free for three months. It's Clipfolio. You can try it free for three months. Everybody else has to pay. So you get it free for three months. Alan's a good friend. He's the CEO of the company. He came on the show. I said, I love your product. Can I feature it? So NathanLacka.com forward slash analytics. Go check it out now. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Heyo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Heyo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. 
Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Tyler, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? You know what? Um, I, re- I like to read uh, fiction to help uh, sort of uh, detox at the end of at the end of the day. Um, since I've been doing Crema, I've primarily been reading uh, business blogs. Uh, so um, uh, I really like uh, Brad Feld, uh, Mark Suster, uh, particularly when I'm when I'm thinking about new areas. Uh, you know, I'll go off and read blog posts primarily um, with uh, with things in that area. So I can't say that I've read too many business books uh, recently, to be honest. Is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Um, you know, one of the interesting things uh, in the sort of direct-to-consumer um, marketplace has certainly been Dollar Shaves Club's exit uh, recently. So, um, definitely interested in how like Michael Dubin, you know, uh, took what's really a, a fairly boring industry, right? Men's shape, men's, uh, razors, right. And, uh, made a, a blockbuster business out of it. Number, so, so it would be him. Yeah. Number three is their favorite online tool you have like acuity scheduling. You know what? We we use so many online tools um, for our business. Uh, which one? You know, I think I would probably pick Trello. I organize so much stuff uh, in Trello. In fact, it's, it's frequent that I will trial some sort of new product that's supposed to help me in some area and realize like, oh, this is basically a Trello board and then go in and implement that in Trello. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get each night? Um... I would say seven. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? I am married with three kids. Wow. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 32. Okay. Last question. Take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, you know, I think uh, one of the things that I've realized uh, pretty quickly was uh, just how important your network is. Uh, and I think uh, I was I, I was a bit of a uh, uh, an introvert uh, in my younger years, um, and so uh, I think definitely just the importance of of getting out, meeting people, building those connections. Guys, there you have it from Tyler. Network is more important. He's building Crema after having a very successful career in software. Their business model is simple. They help you find great coffee roasters. And on a $20 sale, $9 will go to them to handle fees and go to revenue and things like that. 11 bucks on that $20 sale will go directly to the roaster or whatever's left after the nine's taken out. They've got over uh, in January, they had about 15 coffee roasters on the platform. This is of 2017 and did about $17,000 in gross Merchandise value from about 750 unique buyers. They've got two full-time members, four part-time using kind of content marketing to real people in, $325,000 in funding. But most importantly, they seem to have nailed paid marketing, spending five grand on Facebook ads to get a thousand new trials and about 200 new paying customers. Maybe they'll be the next Dollar Shave Club. We will see. Tyler Tate, thank you for taking us to the top. Nathan, thanks so much. 
If you enjoyed Tyler today, go back and listen to John yesterday. He's the CEO of a company called Nimble CRM, which passed $1.5 million in ARR last year, now doing 200 grand per month in MRR as the CRM space really heats up. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google right when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.